are you? Who, who, who are you? How do people know who you are? What's your reputation? And I ask that question a lot. And it creates lots of interesting discussion. So people share with me, they get categorised as a man or a woman. I come from a certain culture or a certain country or a certain background. I have a religious persuasion, a political persuasion. Uh, I have a certain sexual interest. Uh, This is the kind of person that I am. As an exercise professional, one of the things I've had to learn the hard way is that I have to learn to think for myself. So regardless of whether I'm a man or a woman, or I come from Germany or Greenland, whether I am a a vegan, vegetarian, or a carnivore, whether I like to go to the gym or I hate it, uh, as an exercise professional, I've had to really dig down deep and find out, number one, is there any actual truth? everything's got two sides regardless how thin you slice it there's always two sides and all the experts disagree so professors and doctors and allied health professionals and scientists they all disagree about everything even if they're the same kind of professor the same kind of scientists they disagree so how do I work it out for myself do I need to work it out for myself and if I can't who do I believe and that's where I'm asking a very personal differentiation in in the human race Is it possible that the only two different kinds of people is there are people who think for themselves and people who follow the crowd? Now, this was presented to me in a very harsh manner uh, and it made me think very deeply because I don't want to be the person that ever follows the crowd. I lived a lot of my life like that. I was brought up in a religion. I came into the exercise profession uh, and there's a lot of uh, do this, don't do that, have to do this, this is what works. But the two beautiful questions, which are, why does that work? How does it work? Why would I do it? Uh, Makes me think for myself. And I want to be that person, how about you? So it's a very personal thing I'm about to ask you. Everything that you ever say, every opinion that you've got, every, all the information that you send out to the world, whether it's to your family, your friends, your business group, your church group, whoever you're involved with, The information that comes out of your mouth, do you really know that it's true? And I know that's a very confrontational question, but I'm asking very personally because I was the person who often delivered information because I'd heard it from an expert, I'd heard it from a scientist, I'd heard it from a doctor, and I believed it. But I didn't ask myself, why do you believe that, Rowie? How does it work? Will it work for you? Will it work for other people? Have you thought about it for yourself? And if, I, if, there are, if there is a differentiation and the only two kinds of people are the ones who think for themselves and the ones that are just happy to follow what everybody else tells them, uh, what kind of world are we going to have if the majority of people go into group B? What if most people just listen to what everybody else does? Uh, what if everybody else just follows the fashion? What if the large number of people just do what they're told rather than thinking about the whole process for themselves? Now that's from religion to politics to sexual persuasion and obviously for me, food and exercise. Because I get bombarded every day and I'm sure that you do too, where people say to me, I should do this because I saw it on social media, somebody told me, they told me, the doctor told me, I must have to do this. Now the interesting thing about all of that is why, and I always ask why. You've been to the doctor, they've told you you've got this, why do you think you've got that? How do you know that you've definitely got it, have you got a second opinion? 
if you've been to Dr. Google and you've read something on Google, how do you know that it's true? Have you followed up the research and the science behind it? But more importantly, does it make sense? Is it logical? What about common sense? Because a lot of the information we delivered by science, by the medical professionals, by politicians, they sound really credible, don't they? They sound like they really know what they're talking about. And one of the ways that I found this out, again, the hard way, uh, I went to um, boarding school in Melbourne, a private boarding school, because my father wanted me to be a lawyer. Now, I obviously didn't become a lawyer. But one of the things that I used to do at school is I used to jig school, I used to wag school, to go and sit in the Supreme Court. And I loved it, it was really interesting. It was one of those, it might have turned me into a lawyer because it was so interesting. But what I found the most interesting and why this is so important is I would listen to the prosecution talk and I would believe that the person was guilty. They're definitely guilty. That's such a good argument. That person is definitely guilty. But then I would listen to the defence talk and i go, that person is definitely innocent. They have put such a strong case forward that that person is definitely innocent. Now, as the juror now, you have to work that out. Is the prosecution telling the truth? Is the defence telling the truth? Does the truth lie somewhere in between? And how do I work it out for myself? And surely that's critical thinking, creative thinking, logical thinking, using your wisdom. And if most of the world doesn't apply those skills ever because now they're just listening to what social media is telling them or what the television is telling them, what the media is telling them, what the government's telling them, they're not thinking for themselves, what's going to happen to our world? Now, I'm an ultimate optimist, and I just believe there's always going to be a percentage of people that are going to think for themselves, and we're always going to be fine. But I don't, I don't want to get caught up in the other group. I want to make sure that I'm always the person that's thinking for myself. So every time I hear something, and obviously my thing is food and exercise, but every time I hear something about a diet, an exercise plan, a new exercise, a, a way to be healthy, fit and strong, information from a doctor, information from an allied health professional. I'm not silly enough anymore to just believe it. I've been caught out too many times. I've got a busted, broken body because I believed some experts. This is a great exercise. And when you analyze the exercise from anatomy and physiology, which is probably a really good idea if you're interested in being healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life, there's lots of opinions about food and exercise. But when you have a really good understanding of how anatomy and physiology works inside the human body, uh, then you can work it out for yourself. And isn't that a nice place to be, that nobody can tell you what to think, nobody can tell you you should do this or you shouldn't do that. You can actually work it out for yourself. So one of the fun things uh, that I love to do is I like to study the inside of my own body. I think about, listen to, feel what's going on inside my own body. Because who knows your body better than you do? You know your body better than I could ever know it. You know your body better than any specialist, any doctor. You, when you go to the doctor, they say to you, what, where does it hurt? What do you feel? What's going on inside your body? And you have to tell them. Now, they try and figure out what might be going on, but they don't actually know because they're not inside your body. They can't feel it. They, they don't know. And I'm sharing that with you because too many times, and it's, it really makes me sad now because I'm a healthy, fit, strong energetic old lady and I love saying that because I'm a young lady who's chronologically old I feel fantastic I've got a stack of energy I love my life and I wish that for everybody but every day I deal with people I'm sick I'm tired I've got no energy I'm depressed I've got a disease and the diseases that people tell me about coronary heart disease type 2 diabetes osteoporosis depression 
they're all curable, preventable and curable diseases. But it's interesting now that even the medical professionals spend little if no time on prevention and lots of time on let's try and get rid of the symptoms, let's try and get rid of the pain, but no questions about why have you got this in the first place and how can we get rid of it so that you never get it again. So I'm asking very personally, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a coach, please, and I'm sure you are already, but analyze everything you say and please put yourself into that that group of people that questions everything. If we become followers, if we have a world full of followers, is it possible that the one or 2% of people who will still always be leaders, they will then be able to lead, it, lead everybody down the garden path because nobody's thinking for themselves. It's one of the reasons why I'm very active in education, in schools, primary schools, high schools, colleges. I have an education college because I think the most important part of education is not what you learn. It's learning to think for yourself or wanting to learn to think for yourself. How can I think for myself? How can I become wiser? How can I think logically, critically and creatively? And there's two different parts there. How can I solve this challenge and or make sure it never happens again and or come up with a new way to make the whole process better? So critical thinking and creative thinking. And how are we teaching that to our kids, to our future adults? And if you are a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader, if you are involved in education, how much of your education is based on learn this versus why are we learning this? How will it work? Is there a better way? Should we be doing it better rather than just learn this because I told you so? And I say this proudly. It's one of the biggest reasons I left school. I couldn't understand why we were learning what we were learning. And I would ask questions, particularly at a religious school. Why are we learning this? What about this? How does this work? This doesn't make sense. Can you please explain it to me? And at a religious school, it's a funny answer. It's, well, we have faith. So faith is believing something that has no visible proof, and depending on your definition. But that's an interesting definition of the word faith. I would, and I get that people have faith in things, and I get that that's an important word. I have faith that when I drive down my road every day that the person on the other side of the road is not going to run, drive on my side of the road and try and kill me. But I'm also driving very carefully just in case. I don't trust that that's not going to happen. And to me, that's called critical thinking. When I go out driving, I'm aware what could happen. That could happen. This person could be drunk. This person could be on their phone. This person might not know how to drive yet. This person might be daydreaming. This person might have fallen asleep. So I'm aware of what might happen. And I live my life like that. And of course, you don't have to live your life like that. But I'd love to teach our kids to critically think and creatively think and think about how to make things better rather than just be followers. What do you think?